Hello. Welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? Happy to be back in my office, back home. <laughs> long, long couple of weeks. Uh, busiest two weeks I'll have in a while, but uh, glad to be back, Gerard. Two weeks on the road, away from the friendly confines of home, you know. Now, I, I, I do wonder this. Like, do you feel like as you're older, it's more of the longing for home. Like when you're younger, you're like, ah, who cares? I'm away from home for two weeks. But as, as you're older, you're like, nah, I don't like being away from home that much. You know, it's, it's funny you ask that because I spoke, I spoke about it with uh, my daughter. We were with her this weekend. Um, to me, it's about routine. I, I like my routine. I'm, I probably gained three and a half pounds while I was gone in mm. 10 days because I couldn't swim. I'm start, I started watching my sodium. It's very hard when you're traveling. Um, I did get my walking in, but yeah, I just, I mean, obviously I miss my wife. Of course I miss my life mm-hmm. here, but, uh, I don't, I don't really care about my dog too much. I had to tell him, I had to tell Wilson this morning, buddy. I didn't miss you. Happy you're here. Happy you took care of mom, but I didn't miss you, but I, I miss my routine. Yeah. I, I like, I like what I do each day. Luckily for me, I do enjoy spending time with players and studying film. And, and I, I actually, I went to Baylor's practice in Waco, mm-hmm. Texas, and so that's that's cool to see college kids performing. And uh, the coaches told me um, they were late coming to talk to me in the morning because they had been debating for an hour uh, some defensive thing. Uh, that's my life growing up as an adult is debating with people on certain philosophies regarding basketball and triple threat and how to attack a zone or whatever. So that that part was great. Yeah. But yeah, I missed my routine. <laughs> I'm back in my routine now, I'm happy to say. Uh, dog lovers out there and me included. Don't worry. David doesn't really hate Wilson. No, I don't hate him. I just, (laughs) he serves me. I don't serve him. Despite him thinking the other way around. He serves me. No, he really serves his, my wife. And, and like I came in, I probably finished my last call. I did a zoom call by 11, 15 last night. I came in the bedroom and he growled because I said, what the hell? And, And my wife woke her up and she said, he just says he's not used to being around. So he heard something. He's like, what the fuck? And then he's like, oh, it's just you. It's okay. I like that. He don't fuck around. That's his job. That's his job. That's too funny. Um, so, David, the end of the Damian Lillard trade saga happened yesterday in that Drew Holiday was moved from Portland uh, to the Boston Celtics. Uh, the, the Blazers get Malcolm Brogdon, Rob Williams III, the Golden State Warriors 2024 first-round pick, which I believe is top four protected. And a 2029 unprotected first round pick. Um, so when you really look at it in totality, what the Dame trade did for Portland, they've got they got quite the haul in terms of young players um, and and draft capital with, with the swaps and the picks they got from Milwaukee as well. Not to mention this is still ongoing, right? As you discussed a little bit on Thursday, if Aiton plays well, guess what they could do? Move him to somebody else for more stuff. And that is still part of the Damian Lillard trade, right? Or even Robert Williams or any of these other guys that got back now. So it's when you look at it in its totality, it's in a way it could be the gift that keeps on giving. But let's look at uh, Boston and the holiday trade. Okay, so Milwaukee did their thing. They got Drew. They got Giannis, Pat Connaughton, Brooke Lopez. Uh, who am I missing in the starting five? For Pike, you said Pat. Did Pat. You say, yeah. Uh, Pat Giannis Brook, Damian, um, Damian. Who's their fifth? Who's their fifth starter? Power forward. Whatever. I'll, oh, Chris I'll, Middleton. I'll, Chris Middleton. Middleton. Jesus. Yeah. So that's a, that's a hell of a starting five. Um, Boston also was a nice starting five. 
Um, and you said something funny when we talked about the trade Thursday about depth. You're like, because it should have about your depth if your center sucks in, in relation to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I got questions about Boston's depth now, but I mean, but their top five pretty good. What say you? Well, I make I want to make sure we double back to Portland a little bit because I think there's interesting mm-hmm. things going on there. But um, Brad Stevens seems to agree with me that when your center sucks, although it's not that their center sucks, but they couldn't count on Robert Williams. Mm-hmm. And um, at least it, it seems like it anyway. Right. Uh, I also think that they're going to they're going to have uh, we're writing an article about this right now where where they're going to develop some of their guys, hopefully and give them a lot of playing time. Uh, you know, remember, it's always easier to play better when you're surrounded with good players so they can they can mix in some of their younger players with that great, you know, five some they have, you know, three or four guys on the court at the same time. And get probably pretty productive play and pretty efficient play out of them. And they can start getting some reps with that and start building some confidence for their depth come postseason. Um, so it's an interesting test to me where, where um, for whatever reason, Phoenix felt like they had to get off Aiden. Mm-hmm. And, and now they're, you know, they're deeper, but I just think there's a hole at the center spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston, it's not like Boston. You know, we, we hope Porzingis is what we, we thought he would be, if you're a Boston fan anyway. Horford is, you know, aged. Guy won a championship at like 07 in college. You know, it's a long time ago, man. Long time ago. Um, <laughs> and he wasn't a freshman. Uh, I think that, um, that, but Boston must feel like our, our, our core is going to be so much better. And, uh, and then Milwaukee, you know, gave up some depth That's to good. get a better five. So clearly they kind of agree with that too. Uh, I'm a big believer that there's so much talent in the world, there's so much talent in the league. Uh, you got to develop it. You got to put guys in the right position, get their roles right, figure out how best to utilize them. Your stars have to figure it out too. Um, but yeah, Boston's in, in theory, they're, you know, they're starting five. If you bring Horford off, Horford off the bench, which I think they should, um, is pretty, pretty dynamic and, and really going to be hard to score on. Okay. So, I mean, ultimately we all, you know, fans often make a big deal about who starts games, right? Which, I mean, to me, what matters is, who plays the most minutes? What's your most minute played lineup? And who closes games, right? Who finishes? Who are the five you want on the floor to close out, especially in the playoffs? Um, so right now, Porzingis at center, obviously. So you saying Tatum at the four, yeah. full-time. Uh, Jalen Brown at the three, because you want to start White and Drew Holiday together in the backcourt. Yeah, I was just on the phone with some people earlier about this. Um, I, I just think that having two point guards, especially ones that are defensive-minded like Derek and Drew, can really pay off this and they've got Brown and, and, and Tatum uh, and Porzingis is a dynamic player when he's, when he's healthy. Um, I do think it's interesting. I should add that it was just a couple of years ago that a big key to Boston's run to the NBA finals was the play of Robert Williams as a four defensively mm-hmm. or, or really just hiding him on the, the other team's worst offensive player and let him roam. And it was really effective. And now it's in Portland. This is this league. Like, like what did, um, uh, Ferris Bueller said, you know, life comes at you fast. If you blink, you might miss it. You know, whatever. I miss it. <laughs> it's fast. It's fast. Robert Williams here today, gone tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I like if you're if you are uh, the Eastern powers, Boston's got four guys, not including their seven footer, seven two right. guy. Right. That can make it, make it yeah. make it hard for you. Yeah. 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 And they've got enough help offensively. Where if one of them is is really more focused defensively that particular night or series, they should make up for it. They do. They just can't play 48 minutes a game. 
And so this is where Missoula and, and I think Brad Stevens is thinking we got all season. Like we know we're going to make the playoffs. We got all season to figure out how we can best take advantage of O'Shea Brissett, Luke, Luke, mm-hmm. um, Cornette or, or Sam mm-hmm. Hauser or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard. Yep. Where do they fit in? Um, uh, they're going to start some because some of these guys are going to rest, obviously. Mm-hmm. They've got all season to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, and, and they should. And this is the important part, right? And it's something that you advocate for, Henry does, I do, which is, you know, we know who the name players are and they're important. But if you're not going to, you know, you don't want to wear them out before the postseason, this is how you develop the rest of your guys so that when an injury happens, which it will at a critical time, you're not going, oh, God, I don't know what uh, OJ Perset could do because I haven't seen him do anything all season. Well, you know now because you have a full body of work of, of having to work him in. But coaches are just so resistant to doing stuff like that. A guy like that makes a mistake. He's on the bench for 20 days. We don't see him again. And it's, you know, and it, it ends up, I understand why coaches do it in the short term because they're so maniacal about winning every night. But it hurts you in the end, long term, right? If you're like, great, now my bench has got no one who I trust. Well, yeah, you had all season to build trust in the guy. You chose not to. Well, especially in the case of Missoula, who, who got the job in, you know, strange circumstances to say the least. Uh, uh, you'd like to think Brad Stevens and, has empowered him to, to and said, you know, it's it's your team. So yeah, you're not getting fired. Do what Pat Riley did with Spo, supposedly when LeBron came. Uh, figure stuff out, coach. We're going to lose some games in the process. I, I say in this piece we have coming out that their mantra for the season should be 52 is enough, meaning we don't have to win 58-plus games. Let's win 52 and figure this out. We'll be, we'll be a three or four seed, but we'll be our best version of ourselves come April as opposed to winning 58-plus with Denver won 58 last year and win the champions uh, at the risk of maybe not developing the depth that we're almost surely going to need in the postseason. Not definitely, but almost surely. Which is the same thing Milwaukee's got to do, right? They have to be thinking, get Brooke and Chris to the playoffs, we'll be honest, too, to the playoffs healthy, right? Look, Brooke is 36, right? Well, and Dame, right? Middleton's coming off two straight injury-plague seasons. Like, this idea that you're just going to run it out with these guys. And again, they have a new head coach dealing with and Adrian Griffin. He'll have some help, of course, having uh, Terry Stotts as his lead guy. But it's his yeah. first year. And you know this. You say this all the time, David. Well, Adrian Griffin is not going to be as worse as a head coach as he's going to be right now. Right? right. And you just don't know what you're doing on day one. Hopefully, he'll get better throughout the season and in years to come. And it's tough in that scenario, like in Boston, because these guys and their, their teams are like, well, we're in win now mode. We're good enough to win a championship this year. So it's a really you've got these competing uh, uh, priorities in terms of like where someone's development is as a coach versus what we have on tap to be to win a championship. And it's that's why they pay these guys millions of dollars, right, to to figure this stuff out and be good at it. You know, it's but but there's nothing more important than delivering those stars and and your key players to the postseason. Correct. Yeah, it's it's uh, Mm -hmm. it's ironic. Right. It's ironic that the NBA has passed a rule demanding these same players that we so desperately need, the team so desperately need for the postseason, play enough games in the regular season, both to qualify for trophies and awards, awards and mm-hmm. also to not get fined. And it's ironic. It's, it's literally the opposite of what the definition should be. You know, seems yeah. it's, just, ah, it's weird. But so now let's talk about Portland. There's something interesting yeah. about Portland. They yeah, got yeah. Aiden and Robert Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you play them together? Sure. You can. Although Aiden maybe isn't the shooter that Horford was. Uh, because you know, that's at least a space right. 
problem. At Paul least not from three. Stops. Right, yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can shoot the three, and maybe he will, and maybe they'll play together. But I, uh, both guys can play their way into a trade, which gets Portland even more riches. Or, and this is what I find interesting, it's possible, because we've not heard this. I thought I was in Portland. I would ask the GM there, was this an intentional to just try to get valuable players to trade again? Or uh, my contention is if I've got Shaden Sharp and, and Scoot, and even to a lesser degree, Anthony Simons, who's played for a few years longer, uh, it's easier to hold them accountable defensively mm-hmm. when for 48 minutes a game, you should have a decent center on defense. No. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to really lock in defensively into your assignment everything when when you execute everything right, there's no one at the rim to help you there. Uh, they don't have that excuse. They've got two guys that know what they're doing defensively. In some case, Robert Williams was a key to a number, you know, yes. as team in the league, I thought. Um, and so that'll be C. We'll see how Scoop and, and Shaden and, and, the, and the young group do, knowing they've got real centers behind them. Uh, compared to like, you know, a couple years Toronto before they had Pirtle, they didn't really have, you know, if you if you got beat on the wing, because you're denying that they really play up up tempo and try to get in passing lanes, you're screwed. They had no one to protect. Yeah. And Portland doesn't have that issue. So I, I, it might be something that we see other teams copy if it's successful, if all of a sudden Scoot and Sharp defy expectations, especially Sharp, and start looking like they're playing defense and have good metrics and all that. Yeah. You might see other rebuilding teams say, you know what, let's get solid centers. Obviously, Aiden's making a lot of money. Right. But let's get solid centers in place and – kind of have that foundation for us to build the, our young guys' defensive attributes, defensive mindset, and disposition. And I think for a head coach like Chauncey in Portland, that's what he wants, right? The, the, the key for him he will says, be getting yeah. a young guy like Scoot to buy in on that on the floor. Because you know, as moving Dame, you know the ball's going to be in your hand, hands all the time. So offense and getting yours, quote-unquote, isn't going to be a problem. But if you can get early Scoot to buy in on guarding on that end, that was Shaden Sharp. That, I think, will, again, help Portland, not this year, because they'll still be relatively bad. Although, if their defense all of a sudden goes from 28th to 29th, which it was last year, to 20th, right, this year because of the because of the centers, that's a huge leap for them, right? Yeah. And that's that then makes them, oh, that's a, they're not going to do anything in, the, in terms of, like, making the playoffs. But that's, like, that's a fun little group to look at now. Yeah, you just, you, you don't want to get in a situation where, okay, guys, it's been three years, now let's play some defense. Right. I, that's not ideal. The ideal situation is from when the case of Scoot day one in the, in the case of Sharp, you know, day 366, in a sense, he had one year already. Mm-hmm. Let's let's start recognizing that we, we have to be two-way players, right? Mm-hmm. Look at our champions over the past. Uh, Denver made progress defensively, mm-hmm. but they have an outlier. They've got the world's best offensive player, basically, and, and, and world's best overall player in Jokic. Normally, you got to have a better defense. Milwaukee had a good defense. Miami is, is always there. The Warriors, Golden obviously. State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you want to start establishing that mentality right away. You'd like to anyway. And, you know, if for much, as much as Aiton's maligned, you know, Aiton can say, look, I was anchoring a defense of a finals team that was up 2-0 in the NBA finals, right? Like that is, and he understands what it takes to play at that level. I mean, you know, as much as he gets killed now, guys, Phoenix and Chris Ball is excellent. We know we love the point guard on this podcast. Phoenix does not make that finals run without Aiton playing the defense he was playing that season. Like that was critical to them being being what they were. Um, all right, so we talked about Phoenix's. I'm sorry, Phoenix. We talked about um, Milwaukee's top five. We talked about Boston's five. Now, as a result of of these trades, and it kind of made me think about 
the other the best starting five units um in the league and i just did like a random bullet of, of all the teams and i kind of looked at net rating right because that kind of tells you a little bit of something who's what and so i threw out um these these starting fives um let's start with the defending champs nuggets i mean got nicole Jokic, obviously who starts everything murray kcp michael porter jr aaron gordon i mean that's a hell of a starting five coach Obviously, yeah, they've got offensive players, defensive players, shooters, scorers, passers, uh, and they have a, a ring now. <laughs> and Jokic. <laughs> yeah, and, well, and the world's best player. So they have a ring uh, that that I think um, solidifies their belief that, okay, the system clearly is what we hoped it would be. It delivered a championship. When you have the world's best player, you should have at least one championship, and especially in our sport. NFL is a little different. Baseball is different. There's just such different sports. This sport – if you have that guy, you should. And we normally our best players, you know, with with our exceptions. When, yes. like for example, Barkley was close to being the best close. player in the world, but he wasn't there. Grant Hill was close, <laughs> wasn't there. Um, and, and on and on. So, uh, yeah, that's a that's a very good starting five. I don't. I I kind of like um, a couple of the Western mm-hmm. uh, starting yeah. fives over Boston and Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah that's I that's agree. one of them. And let's start with another let's go with another Western team, the Golden State Warriors. Now, their starting five will be in a little bit of jeopardy to start the season. Uh, Draymond Green sprained his ankle um, in five-on-five work um, at the facility last week. He'll be out four to six weeks. They're saying it's not a high ankle sprain, which is good, but he's not 20. He's 30-whatever he is, right? So that's going to take some time to heal itself. But that starting five, when it is intact, you talk about having a ring. Well, this group has four. And hey. all the... And wasn't their net rating, wasn't it yes, like the, the highest best. of all the starters? The best. Yeah. And so when you have Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and on um and our, our favorite player, Kevon Looney, that's just they just know what they're doing on not just offensively, defensively, they know what they're doing on both ends of the floor. And that's a tough starting five as well. Well, I I, I don't remember if it was an article or a podcast we did recently, but I speculated that uh, Kevon Looney can can grow his game. Baby, K- I think it might have been our show. Baby mm-hmm. KD could be making a resurgence a little bit, mm-hmm. and this Draymond Green injury gives him a chance to do just that. I don't obviously that wasn't the design. We'll be I'll be anxiously watching. I don't know Kevon. I'm I'm a big fan of his, right. and um, uh, if he can kind of grow his game uh, after proving, first of all, good role player. A little injury prone. Well, last two years, there any games he's missed? None. Zero. Yeah. 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 So you approve that, Kavon. Now, armed with that, let's let's just see if he can, you know, become a 14-point-per-game scorer in oh, Draymond's absence. In Draymond's absence, knocking some threes, which I have no idea if he can do. Um, he, we know he can handle it and pass for a big guy. Yeah, that becomes interesting for them. There's there And – you know, Gary Payton, does he get more playing mm-hmm. time? I would think mm-hmm. he'll start. Mm-hmm. He'll have to probably start with Kaminga. Right. So I was going to say that yeah. Draymond injury now opens up an opportunity for Jonathan Kaminga. Yeah. The young guys wanted a role. Well, one of you, it's probably going to be Kaminga. You're going right. to get that role. And he, and he played a lot in the playoffs last year as well. Yeah. What What does that look like now in year, what is this, year two for him or year three in Golden State? Kaminga's in year three now. Year three. So, I mean, right, He's he's got to know the system by now. And now you know where – Right, what your job is in terms of what step and what clay you're doing, this should be a nice proving. And if he proves himself and Kerr's like, oh, you're doing the stuff now, that can buoy them going forward. For sure. <clears throat> yeah. Well, uh, another one of your favorite teams out west, the Lakers. Um, so AD, LeBron, 
Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell uh, in the backcourt. And I'm assuming the other person starting will be Hachimura. Could be. Hus- Hus- oh, yeah. Hassan Reeves. Uh, oh, yeah. Austin Reeves in, and D'Angelo starting the guard. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, they're, I mean, they could start Jared Vanderbilt too if they wanted like, to save Hachimura yeah, yeah, to yeah, score yeah. off the bench. Um, just because of LeBron and AD. I think they they can make a run with, with, as as a as a great starting five. D'Angelo is a good player. He's a winning mm-hmm. player in terms of metrics in the regular season. Austin Reeves kind of looking to have another breakout, you know, become an all star level player. Yeah, they can have three all stars on that group. Yeah, yeah. Right. including oh, including two. That. AD should be an MVP candidate every year. You're correct. Should be. We discussed this. Yeah. Um, the, the, another starting five uh, out West that is going to be hurt a little bit because they're going to be down their dynamic point guard is the, the gold, God, the Memphis Grizzlies. Ja will be gone for 25 games. Uh, they don't have Ty Jones as that backup now playing, right? So it'll be Marcus Smart, I would assume, handling more of that responsibility with Desmond Bain, uh, as the other, as the other guard there. And then of course, uh, they've got Jaron and, and, and Steven Adams. You know, I wonder, um, David, you know, the Brandon Clark injury happened last year, you know? We'll see where, where he's at. Does Memphis kind of, you know, with these injuries that, you know, maybe no one thought about really. And then they had the disappointing end of the season. That's going to kind of hurt their starting five a little bit. But as we always talk about opportunity, it gives them an opportunity to figure out, okay, David Roddy, you did some nice things last year. What are you? Kennedy Chandler, who you, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Lofton, who you like a lot. You're like, are you going to get your body right to be a real NBA player? Or are you just going to be some fun novel guy that we see hanging out? Yeah, they've got to solve their small forward position. That's, you know, uh, Zaire Williams, who I liked as a talent yes. coming out of Stanford, I think, mm-hmm. uh, did not make progress last year. Mm-hmm. Roddy Roddy looks like he could play the part. Got to shoot well, got to defend. He's a big, strong guy. Uh, you know, Bain obviously is terrific. Mm-hmm. With Ja back, uh, unless they go small with Ja, Smart, and Bain mm-hmm. with the two bigs, uh, you've got to find a small forward that can play. Um they're a little deeper than some of the other opponents they have. Mm-hmm. And the injury to Ja, the suspension of Ja will give other guys a chance to grow. Um, I want to see how Steven Adams returns. He was hurt yes. a lot last year. I have mm-hmm. not read about what he's doing right now. Yeah, I haven't seen what he's doing yet either. Um, Cl- Clippers starting five? I mean, it's all about Kawhi and PG being healthy, yeah? Yeah, for sure. And then uh, are they going to do the deal for James? Mm-hmm. Um, those two plus James is – and Zubac obviously inside is – Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then who else they play? I don't know, but play Terrence Mann at the guard spot. And let, let, well, let if, if they get James, they buy and can have Terrence Mann. Probably not, but I wouldn't say that's definite. But probably okay. not. And I don't know that Daryl. Just just a guess here, Gerard. Um, I think Daryl likes to kind of you know put put fly in the ointment, so to speak. <laughs> you know, um, he may already know I, I'm not going to get better off than what I'm getting now, but I'm not in a rush. Right. I'm not, you know, if it if it's a battle of who can be uncomfortable more readily, Daryl's going to be undefeated. Yeah, yeah, yeah Daryl's going to be undefeated, and which is a good place to be for a GM. It's a good yeah. place to be for a GM. You shouldn't be distracted by what fans are bitching about or what the media is saying. And we'll we'll, we'll get to Daryl and, and and James in a second. Uh, you know, I was looking at finally an East team that can finally break break into here. They were number one or number two in net adjusted net rating almost all of last year. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Their starting five is really good. Um, you know, Jared Allen had a disappointing postseason. The the team in general, right, being so good and not winning a playoff series last year, hopefully that got them into the offseason feeling like, okay, we did some nice things, but we're not qu- we didn't quite accomplish what we wanted to. Maybe we'll see some growth. We know uh um 
Okoro's key, right? Like, can he start shooting again? Right. They picked up George's Niang. Um, they picked up Max Drews, right? So they got they got guys who can who can shoot and do some things now. That starting five will be interesting in Cleveland. Yeah, it, it, I wonder if they're going to trade Jared Allen. It's something I'm considering mm, yeah, in our writing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and also, are, are they not going to trade Donovan Mitchell? Because they don't think they'll resign him. Mm. Yeah, I mean that yeah. that's coming. That conversation is coming. Uh, so when I look at that starting five, I can't ignore that. Right. I, I, yeah. If he if Donovan said, "Guys, I'm here. We're, we're right. good." Right. That's that's a hell of a starting five. Isaac Coro is, I think, underrated. I think that he. He's been like 35, 36, 36 mm-hmm. from three. He's like 21, 22 years old. He's young. He came out young, mm-hmm. plus, plus defender. You're very um, plus defender. Uh, and may not even start for them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're, that starting five is, is definitely very good if Donovan's totally bought in because a little bit unique. Two point guards, two centers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that they dig a little bit yeah. with was that, you know? Yeah. Um, the other two teams are Western Conference teams. I like the starting five, Kings and Pelicans, right? Uh, Kings had a huge jump last year. Yeah. Yeah. Darren Fox was so good. Sabonis, they, re- they re-upped on. Um, and the Pelicans, as we said, it's all about Zion. The Trey Murphy thing is going to hurt them for 12 weeks. Like, not having him is going gonna, is gonna to hurt them. Uh, but if Zion is who Zion is when he's healthy, it may not matter. It may be fine. It's a very know. good starting five with Z- healthy Zion and when Trey's back. Uh, or if they want to go defense with Herb Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, CJ's a crafty player and, you know, heady scorer, productive scorer, pretty efficient scorer. Um, yeah, their depth will be an issue some. To, as a contender, but as a starting five, I mean, yeah. we talked this recently. They were, they were in the new year last year. They were number one seed. Number one, yeah. yeah. So the point being, with all these guys, that they're just, you know, the starting fives around the league are very good. And what we've talked about for a long time, the talent in the league has not been as great as it is right now. There's so much talent all over the place. You know, so we and we have really good teams. The question now is, is you know, who's going to avoid injury, uh, bad injury luck, and who's going to coalesce? Who's what player that we don't know is going to make a huge leap, and now that makes that team so much better, right? This is what makes the the season fun. We'll, where we'll do you where do you have Phoenix? So I didn't put Phoenix out only because yeah, it's, um, it's on the document. Uh, oh, I I I like Phoenix because look, anything that starts with Durant, Booker, and Beal, like I mean, that's. That top three is better than almost anybody else's top three. So. Right, as a, tr- as a trio. But they got worse at the five position, as we talked about, right? Older and, and worse. And then who is that three next to Durant at the forward spot? Is it Josh Okoji? Is it... I don't even know. Like, right? Who's going who's gonna to play? Is it Katana uh, Bates-Diop? Like, who, who's that guy playing the three next to KD? Who can guard and who can hit... The thirty-eight percent of their catch and shoot threes. No, that, exactly. That's uh, and who's gonna who's the organizing principal? Beal, Beal, and Booker. It's not their specialty. Doesn't not mean specialty. they can't do it. Doesn't mean they can't do it. They could run a a, a Denver look with KD mm-hmm. and Jokic's spot pretty easily, mm-hmm. at least for part of their half court sets. Um, Jamal Murray's a decent organizer. It's not his specialty either. He's a scorer, so it worked for Denver just fine. So yeah, Phoenix deserves mention because of those big yes. three. Yes, the other two, you know, are quite the same fit. Yeah, I think. Look, had had the eight and trade not happened with those three and eight, I'd have been like, oh no, that's that's right up there. Because I look, agree, everyone's down on Aiton, and I understand all that. But he, the dude's good, man, and he's not, he's not worth this. Right, it's not worth the contract he got. Correct, doesn't make him a bad player. Correct, 
He's not Correct. a bad player. No, he's, I agree. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. All right, guys, we'll be back uh, after a brief commercial break. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapist for my partner and I. And both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. All right, David, we talked about this a little bit when we mentioned uh, Philly um, and, you know, and, and, and what could potentially happen with, with James. Um, today is media day across the NBA, so all the teams yep. are doing their, you know, hey, we're going to play great. It's like the first day of school. Everybody's happy. Like, everything's wonderful. Woo, we love everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See how you feel like at 5 o'clock tonight. But that's, that's where we are right now. James is not in Philadelphia um, for media day, so... Which not surprising, right? I was no, I'm surprised. Oh, didn't Jordan, surprise me. <laughs> I thought he'd be there and to make things uncomfortable. Oh, you thought he'd just start saying bad stuff, yeah, or, or just show up and just not and just kind of be a malcontent and yeah, not answer know, questions, just, one word answers, yeah, that kind of thing. Whatever, right? I thought he would do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, James did not show up. Uh, Daryl talked briefly in, in his um, in his availability about you know he, he still likes James. You know he's like it's sad that his, their relationship has evolved to this point. That James thought that you know calling him a liar and doing all that stuff was the way to handle this. I mean, I agree. I always just wonder for a player to do that publicly and to call someone a liar like that. That that to me says. Well, Daryl, you're not giving us the full sides. You something didn't happen right with you two. What it is, I don't know. We may never know in terms of reporting, but something went wrong with you two. Um, and you know, it's just it's it's not great. We talked about that Daryl is the master of being uncomfortable and is fine with all that. Yeah, I'm sure he is, and that's cool. Is Joel comfortable with being uncomfortable? He may not like it because remember, guys, if let's say Harden decides I'm not showing up for training camp or whatever. Well, that's an empty hole now on your team. It isn't like you can be like, oh, let me just go find some other all-star guard to just fill the role here. No. he's under. You can't just fill that spot. That's an empty roster spot now for a starter who was very good last year. Should have been an all-star. He was very good last year. And I can't say I blame him for the Sixers losing in the playoffs last year. He had some really nice games. So that's the question. And does Embiid start getting tested? I don't know if you saw this, David. He was jo- Joel was asked in his media availability today. Oh, so you know, uh, Boston and Milwaukee have kind of become the class become the class of the, the the conference. And Joel's like, "Who said they passed us?" And it's like, "Well, Joel, they kind of did pass you, buddy." Like, but if he's already testy like that, and if Harden decides to hold this out, and Daryl does his well, not until we get the right deal, things can get real ugly and awkward. In and what well, last thing Daryl wants is 
James wanting out and Joel being a malcontent. That to me is too much to handle. Or mm-hmm. it's time to reset the team and t- send them both out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. Which, I have no, which we said, no, but we, we talked, you and I talked about this. And that's not a bad yeah. idea. No, I just said that this team isn't ready to compete uh, without James, without a real, you know, get Drew Holiday there. Got to mm-hmm. agree, but he ain't coming. Right? Mm-hmm. Damien ain't coming. So Malcolm Brogdon, not the answer. Not, not mm-hmm. enough. Maxi coming is important. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost some good players, too. To, sure know, George, yeah, he's a good shooter. Mm-hmm. He was an important player for them. So Shane Milton's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just – I learned a lesson a long time ago, Gerard. I have, I have younger brothers who are much smarter than me. And when we were playing poker once – now, we have been drinking a lot. <laughs> but um, my, my, they play a lot more poker than I do. At, at this point, it's, I wouldn't play at all. And they were playing a good amount. And uh, we were playing a game I never played before. It wasn't typical Texas Hold'em. It was some other game that my, one of my cousins in Austin said we should do. And I didn't understand the rules. And I thought I had, like, the nuts. Like, you couldn't beat me. And so I just kept raising. And to my, my brother, with my brother Mike, the one that's a radiologist, I just, I remember thinking, like, you know, you shouldn't get into a pissy match with that dude. What am I doing? <laughs> and sure enough, he put his cards. I'm like, oh, I won. Then I, then I put mine on. I realized, oh, I didn't understand the rules. I lost. Of course, I lost. <laughs> you, you, when you're when you're going up against some people, so they just they just don't lose this kind of stuff. So we'll see how it all how the transactions go. Um, D- Daryl is really good at mm-hmm. what he does. Great evaluator of talent. Very hard negotiator. Uh, to me, the biggest picture is um, it, it, it shouldn't have had to come to this. You dealt with the Ben Simmons things, mm-hmm. and, and I, I don't just blame Daryl. I don't just blame James Harden. Mm-hmm. The the end result is there was something happened. We, I have a feeling we know what happened, and yeah. um, mm-hmm. and so because of it, James Harden, who still should be a really good player, mm-hmm. really, really, really good player, all star level player. All NBA potential performer this mm-hmm. season, and he's stuck not be able to come to camp. Like the league is working hard to find make to make sure their stars play sixty five right. games. Here we have one of our most attractive stars right. not even come to media day. That's a loss for the league. Correct, correct. I, th- I think you're you're dead on there. Um, so let's just say that let's play this out, David. Let's say that Daryl decides. All right, you know what? Again, MB coming off an MVP season, given his injury history, we don't know how many more peak seasons this dude has left talk about if you're looking at it like a stock high right he's at his ape maybe his apex right here yeah sell now right because this is how you this is how you you recoup of and course, i think he knicks, will i think eventually he's gonna get traded i think i think you're right yeah. uh the knicks of course are an attractive team that everybody's you know that has their eyes on they've got they've been well managed for the last few years they have a lot of draft capital they don't have any bad contracts like they're yeah. good salary cap space maybe one Oh, the Julius Randle deal, you think? Maybe two. Fournier? Maybe three. Three, yeah. three. <laughs> who else? Who else? Who's got that deal? RJ. RJ, RJ Barrett isn't RJ, worth that yeah, money yet. RJ, he, RJ. Now he can, he's young, 23 years old. He's very young. Absolutely can play his way into it, but yeah. he hasn't, he's had one good season in three. And and we we talked about this during summer about FIBA World Cup, and you're just like, look, you and I don't like to give up on players under the age nope. of 25 because we're no. like, this is. But he just hasn't shown the – and I, look, it's not even about, like, the the huge leap. But it's like, dude, you're still not finishing well around the rim. 
what's going on with the shooting? Like, it's just not all something. Something's not right. Maybe we always talk about it, right? Change the scenery. We're all jelly somewhere else. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, this is who he is. He, he's on my list. I have 62 players that I went through the league today that I think are, are tradable to help a team contend or uh, have value to trade out because they're not good yet to get a better player in. And he's on my list of 62. Someone might feel like we can get way more at him uh, than New York is getting and, and trade for him. So Barrett's like a two, three, right? That's, that's his, that's his position. Do you think because of the timeline and what they got going on there, does he fit in San Antonio? Mm, that's a great question. Uh, I don't know that they want to take on that money. The money. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know that they do because he just, you know, you're, you're, you you do not want to take that contracts. Typically timeline is fine. Yeah. It's yeah. 23. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a power wing for sure. He's a power mm-hmm. wing. They have one of those in Kelvin Johnson, different kind of really player, did. but not that different. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a, that's an interesting thing, Gerard. I hadn't thought about San Antonio, but uh, as the, uh, you can get away with non-shooters at the perimeter positions when you have a guy like Victor. Because yeah. Yeah. He, he's going to be, I think, a very good shooter. And and um, I was in San Antonio recently, as you know. Yep. Um, I'm hearing good things. Oh, like, wow. <laughs> as one player said to me, Maybe he blocks five shots a game this year. I, I love it. I, and he's I, I stroking love it. it from three, they said. Stroking it. And and the reason why I, I, I liked RJ going there, you know, I, again, don't know if money works, all that. Victor, because he is the number one pick in the generational, that's all the oxygen is there. No one cares about you, RJ Barrett, which might be a good thing, right? So you don't have this number three pick to live up to. None of that. No, no, no. We don't care about any of that shit. Yeah. You got to just fill out and find a role here. That might be good for him because some of it may be, him feeling pressure, I've got to be third pick level worthy because the two guys I got drafted ahead of me have already been all NBA and all stars in John Morant and, and Zion Williamson. So that could be a thing. I don't know. Just something. For sure. Uh, uh, confidence is everything, Gerard. Confidence is everything. And lots of different things can play into that. Um, and RJ just has not quite turned that corner and, and stayed around the corner. Yeah, he's yeah. he's had it two years ago. He had a really good shooting year, and, and then we haven't mm-hmm. seen it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So and look, it's Joel Embiid. So a lot of teams will make themselves available for him, right? We'll figure out ways to. Oh, we got a chance to get this guy. Yeah. Who can we move? Um, and that would be something that if it again, we're not saying it's going to happen this season, but if it did, wow, that would that would shake things up for sure. <sighs> okay, uh, I talked about Draymond uh, being out. He sprained his ankle for six weeks. Um, yeah, we're a couple players now. We're already seeing it before, technically, before training camp start. But as you and I know, most players, are, right? They've been in town since the beginning of the, of last month. They're playing, and they're playing five on five. Damian Lee from the Suns, he's also hurt. Cam Johnson of the Nets, he's also hurt. All these guys got hurt doing this early playing, and it's you know, this is the nature of the, of this league, right? Like, yeah, and, and the and the sport, like. You're not able to avoid this stuff, and it's unfortunate that we're already having this situation happen now. And so the, my, my point is is that, like, so anyone still think we need to play 82 games a season or what? Yeah, it's uh, – you you'd like to start your, your team with everyone in camp. It sucks. Right? But, it, but it's just – Just day one, right? Everyone and just be healthy on day one. This is why I don't play, have my guys play 5-on-5 five five in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't play five on five. Your your chances of injury go up. Period. End of story. Compared to, I think I've had one player 
uh, hurt his soft tissue in 21 years of doing this in the summer. Uh, Omri Caspi took a red-eye flight back from L.A. I don't remember if it was a Jordan brand shoe, whatever, Nike. Might have been a Nike thing. Took a red-eye. These guys, they're committed players. They take the red-eyes at Sunday night to make Monday morning practice. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. And I did not oversee his stretching. I normally, if the players, I trust them to do it. I just allot the time to do it. And he kind of shortchanged it. And he had a little soft tissue. He was out like 10 days. This was in September. It didn't matter. He was still at camp. But that's it. No no broken bones or anything. Mm -hmm. One mm -hmm. soft tissue injury in 21 years because I don't play five on five. It's just, no. it's just, you know, you're not going to get hurt. For that exact reason. And guys, you know, it, it, for, for the average fan out there, the broken bones may sound like the bigger deal to you, but these soft tissue things, yeah, these the are problem. the things that linger all season right. long that lead to, oh, now my Achilles is ruptured, right? Like th this is the soft tissue stuff, the hammies, the calf, like this is the stuff that turns into disaster later because those are so hard to manage and yeah. heal. And it's just, you know, it's just the, na the nature of the beast. All right, uh, David, we're going to continue our look ahead at the season and preview. And I thought it'd be cool to take a look at early uh, MVP favorites. Um, you know, the last, let's see, I'm going to count off my head. One, two, three, four, five. The last five MVP awards that were handed out have yeah. gone to inter international players. Um, Joel Embiid, who, by the way, Joel Embiid said during his media availability, he will decide in the coming days which of the three Olympic teams he will play for. America, Cameroon, France, France or Team USA. Yes. Yeah. It's you know, be you know, I, you know I want him to go to France because I want to see yeah. all seven footers on the floor because that would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we've had Jokic, obviously, won two. Giannis won two before him and Joel Embiid won last year. Right? Those are the, your last – the last five awards have gone to those three players. Um. And if we look at the top five projected MVP candidates for this season, based on Las Vegas odds, we have Nikola Jokic up top, Luka Doncic number two, Giannis number three, Joel Embiid number four, and the lone American and coming in at five, Jason Tatum. Tatum. And it's actually it's something I, I've been thinking about. Um, we talked about this during the World Cup, that no longer is the guarantee that the USA will have the world's best player, right? I mean, we haven't had it in terms of MVP award, right, for the last last few years. Um, the depth is still is still better here. But it's interesting, right, when you look at just what they have as they're projected, you have to get to Tatum, who's young still, 23, 4? No, no Tatum might be 25 now. He's got to be 25 by now. He's got to be 25 by now. But still, but young enough, right? But that's, that's kind of where we are. If you remove... All your old guys. So no Steph, no KD, LeBron, eight, none of those. Any American player over 26 out of this discussion. Tatum's like the first guy we come to before you get to someone who's like potentially worthy MVP. And now that they made that true holiday trade, they're going to win a decent amount of games. And we with Tatum, there's a stretch where Tatum plays like the best player in the world. We've seen it. You know, can he do it for a whole season? I don't know. We'll see. But what are your early thoughts on MVP? Well, I started writing an article. We'll finish it probably next week um, after some preseason games where I think Luca is the more, most likely mm -hmm. candidate. And I, I'll give reasons for that. Um, there are a few Americans that I think have the potential to get into the conversation beyond Tatum. Uh, I'll start with Anthony Davis, mm -hmm. who, I, who, who still should be a tremendous player. Um, and then I'll throw in two guards. Uh, it's unlikely either get to the top five, but possible. One has been there before, Donovan Mitchell. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if Cleveland is a top three team in the East, yep. after where they went through last year, it ends up being a four seed. And Donovan scoring a 28 a night, which is possible, leading uh, his charisma. Like, I think he's a candidate. And then my secret candidate. Ooh. You want to take a guess? He's American. No, I, I, just tell me. I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, De'Aaron Fox. Oh. Same as Donovan, putting up 28 a night. The Kings are, you know, fighting for a first seed after being mm-hmm. the three mm-hmm. seed last year. He he ends up being you know, that guy. Of course, Zion Williamson always. Of course. Has of course. A, if, if he's healthy, he's going to be a top five player probably. So, yeah, we don't have the best player in the world, but we've got a, we got a, we have a good starting five uh, of nothing but American players. Not even mentioning LeBron. Oh yeah, man. Well, we, we we decided not to mention any 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 of the old guys, but this is so interesting, David. I love it because I've been looking at all this and I'm like, okay, one of the number one uh, stats that tell us um, who's going to be the M- the MVP is Winchester 48. The person who is the leader at the end of the season in Winchester 48 has won it like 19 out of 20 times. Really? Wow. Yeah. The only year it didn't happen was Westbrook. But every other year, the person who's won it is, is who's been number one is, has won it. Um, Harden was number. Harden was number one that year. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no. Uh, K- Katie, Katie was number one that year. No. Over Katie Harden. Was, that was that was year one. Year one in Golden State. Yep. Year one in Jeez, Golden State. Wow. Katie was awesome that year. Did not even make first team All NBA that year. They punished him for going there. I, I will. I will for sure believe that forever. Which is wow. silly, but is what it is. Wow. Uh, the other awesome stat is usually the MVP. The last several years has been top three, usually one or two, sometimes uh, top five, sometimes sometimes fourth or fifth in estimated plus minus. That person has often been MVP. Obviously, Jokic was number one last year, didn't win it. Embiid was two, but whatever. Giannis, all these guys. Um, the I like your Fox point. Fox, though, will have to make a major defensive leap, jump, yeah. right? Huge to get up into that crap because yeah. I was looking at MVP, uh, EPM, and I was like, I mean, he's obviously a plus player, 93rd or fourth percentile, but 93rd percent on the 99th is yeah, a lot of he, way to go. It's all defense for him. It's not just him. His team has to play a better job. Yes, correct. No matter what you do defensively, if they end up scoring, it's going to be a knock on you. Correct. And so when you've got help, you're, if you play with Rudy Gobert, your numbers go up. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they've got to do – they've got to figure some stuff out there. Yeah, without, yeah. without question. But I, I I like that pick. I love the Donovan pick, too. I think, again, team-wise, they should have good team success. Yeah. Another name – he's not American, but a young guard, Canadian – if they make a trade and Oklahoma City finds their way up in that upper echelon, Shea Gilders Alexander will get some buzz because he's already uh, top 12 in EPM. Actually, I might, he might be top 10 already last year. Let me check that out. Right no, now. for sure. He's he's a candidate. If uh, if and, and I think they have a chance to do that. It's not a great chance. And I think Tyrese Halliburton has a, a chance to get some MVP uh, votes. Agreed. agreed. They've got to win 41-plus games, which is possible. But um, yeah, Tyrese is a, a tremendous player. Yeah, Eshay was 11th last year in uh, in EPM, so right outside the top 10. And Halliburton yeah. wasn't too far behind him. Halliburton had an incredible year last year. Yeah. So, so good. Um, look, MVP is – look, what's the story going to be? Who's going to be telling what story? What's happening? All that stuff's going to play into it. And it will be interesting to see what – Indiana's a team you we've, we've said they're going to be going for uh, at least a plan, which they should. I think so. I think so. They're, they're good enough, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they don't trade Buddy and TJ McConnell. They'll be better. Uh, but they may trade him just for future, which makes sense to me. But, yeah, yeah, they, 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 like I said, Tyrese is going to win the award. 
but if he can get in the top five, if he puts together a great season again and they play, he plays 68 games mm-hmm. and they win, you know, a good portion of those games, you know? Because it, it, had he played, because I don't, I think he missed not enough for the, if, it, if the rules applied last year, I think he just missed playing 65. I, think I mean, so. his number, his numbers had him borderline all NBA. Yeah. I mean, right? Like yeah. it was right on the outside. So yeah, all, all of that will be interesting to see uh, how it plays out. All right, guys, we'll be back on Thursday. David, I think okay. Thursday is the first Mavericks preseason play game. Thursday. Yes, Abu Dhabi. So actually, depending on what time, it might happen. I'd be going on while we're on the show. Right, or we're might- I, think, I think it's 12 o'clock our time. I could okay. be wrong. I could okay. be wrong. Okay. But for some I'll reason, I think it's eight hours ahead of uh, our time. Yeah, East okay. Coast, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. But yeah, so we'll we'll get our, our first glimpse, and then this weekend there'll be there'll be preseason games already. A lot yep. of teams are after the media day today. They're getting on planes, flying yep. to wherever they're going: Colorado, Vancouver, Vegas, whatever. Right. Which which I kind of like. You're kind of out of the way a little bit. Like this is getting some good work. Paces mm-hmm. are in Nashville. I read. Yeah. Let's 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 see what what happens uh, after they come out. Hopefully, some good stuff happens from there. All right, guys. We will see you on Mon- on Thursday. Excuse me. Take care. <laughs>